there, there was a time where there was a consensus that mental illness, all mental illnesses were demonic. Then, thanks to the rise of technology and science, and we, we as people, we started to understand that there are so many reasons behind men mental illnesses. We understood that it, it can be genetic, it can be based on circumstances of life, and just so many things that happen to us in life that can affect our mind. And it doesn't need to be <laughs> demonic. In fact, we have swung to the other side where we now believe that it's rare even to talk about demons when we're talking about mental illnesses. We, we, we have gone to the other, the other extreme. As a society, we've made so much progress in understanding the human, human nature or human beings. We've made so much progress. Like you, I don't know if you've watched the movie Inside Out. It's a kid's movie, but it's really good. It's a good movie that it takes us through the emotional world and how our emotions affect our daily life. And I, I love the way they portray our emotions. They portray it as if there is a whole world out there or somewhere there where our emotions are living. They live there, they meet other emotions, they talk to other emotions, they fight obstacles and they, they, they overcome and it's, it's like a world out there, the emotional world. I think there's some truth to that. Today we know that we experience life beyond the, what we see, what we smell, taste, touch, or hear. We experience our life beyond our five senses. But even though science has made progress in studying the human mind, there are still things it cannot explain about humanity. You might experience some things and you, you know that they are not from your mind or from your five senses. You try to figure out what, what, where are these from. That's because there is more to life than what we understand or what we can understand. And that is called the spiritual realm. There is more to life than what we can study with our machines and our technology. So the issue with human beings is that we always swing to extremes. We struggle to find balance as humans. While it's important to understand the mind, some people have swung and rejected completely, entirely, the spiritual world. Today, most, most people are unaware how the spiritual world affects their lives. Most people don't know how the spiritual world affects them. So ignoring the spiritual world will not stop it from affecting you. That's because humans are spiritual beings. You are a spiritual being. And life is spiritual. So ignoring the spiritual life will not stop it from affecting you. You are a spiritual being and spiritual world affects you daily. The spiritual world affects you daily. So in the book of Acts, we see ordinary people doing extraordinary things and living extraordinary life because they've been affected or empowered by the spiritual world. They are doing extraordinary things. They're just normal people like us. But something happened to them. Let's read Acts chapter 5, 14 to 16. Believers were added to the Lord in increasing numbers. 
crowds of both men and women. As a result, they would carry the sick out into the street and lay them on coats and mats so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. His shadow. In addition, a large group came together from the towns surrounding Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Can you imagine somebody's shadow healing people? Somebody's shadow He doesn't need to speak to you. He doesn't need to lay hands on you. He doesn't need to look at you. You are just there and his shadow can heal you. I I, I want that. Thank you. I want that. My shadow. Can people come to my shadow? I have some shadow this side. And see if we will be healed. If you have a headache, please go that way. We will try next time when nobody's around. (laughs) We need to test the theory first. Look, the book of Acts is historically true. It's a factual book. It's not a poesy. It's no, no. The book of Acts is is fact. These things happened. The author was a physician. He was not even an apostle. He was a physician, a scientist. A guy, I might not call him scientist, but he was a physician. So he wrote this fact down. He spoke to people who were there. He saw things and he wrote them down. Just to tell you that these are not imaginary things. These things happen. Extraordinary things through ordinary people. He tells us the story of the apostles. After receiving the Holy Spirit, an ordinary man called Peter was able to heal the sick. This was not superstition. It was not superstition. It happened. So how could the shadow of an ordinary fisherman like Peter become a healing power? The spiritual world impacted the physical world. It happened because Peter was operating under the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, Peter was empowered I wonder how many things happen in your life due to, due to something happening in the spiritual world and affecting your life. Something is happening in the spiritual realm and you ignore it. And you are not aware. But remember, the fact that you ignore it will not change the fact that it is happening to you. We are spirit beings. We live in the body and we have a soul. Let's say this together. I am a spirit, live in a body, and have a soul. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless For the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't just look after your body. Don't just look after your mind. Look also after your spirit. And keep all the three sound. He's not saying look only after your spirit. I love that the Bible tells us to look after our bodies. And look after our mind. 
He's not against going to the counselor. He's not against going to the, to the psychologist. But he says, do not ignore your spirit. Do not ignore your spirit. So let's bring this, this, this image on the screen. You have a body that has these functions. Your body has sight, smell, sound, taste, and touch. Those are the functions. Those are the way your body experiences life. They are your physical abilities to experience the world. Your soul has a mind, emotion, and will. Your mind contains reason and intelligence. You understand things because you have a mind. Your emotions can be good or bad. You can get angry or happy. You can, be fe you can feel some fear. Why? Because fear informs you that something wrong is happening. But it's a good thing. Because it informs you. It warns you that there is danger. So maybe it's a positive emotion. But it, that's not the topic of today. We have emotions. They help us experience the, 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 the emotional world, the, the psychological world. We, 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 we engage with people on a deeper level, on an emotional level, because we have the mind. And then the mind has the will. That's where you make choices and decisions. You have a mind, you choose to listen to me now or to, detract, to distract yourself with the phone. It's a choice you are making. And then we have a spirit where we have your communion, your conscience, and your intuition. I need to talk more about this. Your communion is the ability to interact with the spiritual world. Humans can talk to. Humans can hear from and can interact with God they can interact, they can talk to angels, they can interact and listen, hear from demons. Sorry, maybe you didn't know. Because you are a spirit, you can interact with the spiritual world. You can. And sometimes you see things, and sometimes you dream things, and you ask yourself, what was that? You are a spirit. Not every dream, not everything you see is just mental. Some things you see are spiritual. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm preparing you or I'm equipping you to experience life. Conscience is the window where God whispers truth to us. Our conscience. God uses our conscience to guide us on what is wrong or right. It's part of your spirit, not your mind. Conscience is part of your spirit. And intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. You just know that you know. They say women have a better intuition than men. Uh, uh, you've tested it and it was true. Okay. I've tested it and it was true. Yeah, my, my, my wife really feels things. She can just say, mm, that's one, no, maybe not. And I was, ah, nah, let's just go. And then I regret it many times. So today I just listen. Yeah, I've tested it too. Thank you. Thank you. Intuition. You just know that, you know, some people call it the sixth sense. Some people call it gut feelings. Your gut don't have a feeling. It is your spirit. 
It is your spirit that can sense things. God created us with a spirit, a soul, and a body because life is spiritual, psychological, and physical. All the three together, they are dimensions of reality. You can't ignore one of them and live well on earth. They will all affect you somehow. These three worlds are parallel or sometimes intertwined with each other. They affect each other. Your emotional world can affect your physical. Your physical can affect your spiritual. Your spiritual can affect your emotional. They intertwine each other and and they may make your life good or bad. Depending on how you respond to these three worlds. They are all real. You can close your eyes to them. They will still follow you. Why? Because you are spiritual, you are physical, and you are psychological. So you can't ignore them. You have to pay attention to them to live well on earth. These three worlds. In the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came to dwell with all those who believed in Jesus and started to guide them and empower them to live extraordinarily. They started to live extraordinary life. Those who were shy became bold to speak. Those who were afraid became fearless and stood for the truth despite persecution. Why? Because the Holy Spirit empowers ordinary people to live extraordinary lives. He does it. The spiritual world can come to your physical world and empowers you to live an extraordinary life. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. John chapter 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on, the, on his own, but he will speak whatever he, is, he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. These two passages gives, give us two promises, guidance and empowerment. Guidance from the Holy Spirit and empowerment. Among many things, the Holy Spirit guides us and empowers us. He does so many other things, but these are two main things I want to talk about today. In this complexity of life, there are other voices speaking, and the Holy Spirit says, I need to intervene so that I can guide you. Otherwise, there are so many other voices screaming at you. So I want to help you. I want to guide you. So one of those voices screaming or yelling at us is the voice of the devil. The devil speaks. Satan wants to derail you. He wants you to believe in lies. And one of his greatest lies is to tell you that he doesn't exist. Easy, isn't it? One of the greatest lies of the devil is to tell you it doesn't exist. It tells the world through so many ways. Every horror movie, which I don't watch horror movies, but those I have watched, they start by showing bad things happening, and then at the end they show that it was all imagination. Why do they do that? They don't want you to believe that Satan can make those things happen. It's all in people's mind. So they rely on the psychological world, which I agree people can imagine things. 
I'm not here to preach against psychology. I'm here to tell you that also the spiritual things happen. And we need to pay attention to them. Another lie that he will tell you is that he exists, but he doesn't affect you. You know? He's real, but not you. That crazy guy there, that crazy lady there, they are really demon-possessed. But you, oh no. Satan forgot about you 30 years ago. You're just fine. No. That is a lie. We need to be able to fight him every day. Because he's active every day. Another voice that speaks to us every day is the voice of the world. The system around us. It's trendy. Things that are trendy. It's happening everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's doing it. The fact that everybody's doing it doesn't make it right. It's a distraction. There are voices out there that are just there to distract you. And another voice that is the most dangerous voice comes from your own desires. We call them the flesh. Your own desires, your own flesh. Sometimes the most demanding voice to conquer is your own. Your own desires. You know, we sell ourselves stuff. Before you make a bad decision, you know, if you have a budget of $200 and you want to buy something and you find out that it's $300, oh, listen to your voice. It's just 100 You know, you, 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 can, you can just add that 100 you know. It, it, it's not a big deal, you know. It's just once, you know. You won't do it next time. You start to sell yourself that thing. You find excuses. Nobody's talking to you. Yourself, you are selling it to you. you, you we, we sell ourselves cakes and, and, and chocolate and, and, and coffee ourselves. I'm not going to eat sugar again, but this is just one. <laughs> just today. We, the, our own voice is sometimes even the hardest to resist. Every time we make a mistake is because we have given ourselves a reason why it's not that bad. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not really that bad. It's just, it's just once. Our own voice. And the Holy Spirit says, no, no, I need to do something about this. There are other voices speaking in the life of this person that I need to overcome. So the Holy Spirit comes and whispers to your spirit. He whispers to you. He whispers to your intuition. He whispers to your conscience. You feel something is wrong about something. You just feel it. Something is wrong about it. Your spirit is hearing from God. And then it's now your choice to tell your mind that this thing is wrong. Because your spirit is sensing it. You now need to tell your mind to make that decision. And then your mind will tell your body to do it. Are you with me? The world is speaking to your mind. Yourself, you're speaking to your mind. The Holy Spirit is whispering to your spirit. Now it's up to you to choose who to listen to, your spirit or your mind. So the spirit will whisper to your spirit. And he says in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, For those who are led by the spirits of God are the children of God. In other words, for those who listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit are the children of God. The Holy Spirit suggests truth to you. 
but he faces three other voices suggesting lies to you the world the devil and the desires of the flesh ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 3 in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens the spirit now working in the disobedience all the three are there the world yourself and satan we too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under the wrath as the others were also. He's talking about the life before Christ. The life of someone who doesn't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's living according to his own or her own flesh desires or according to her own ideas or according to the voices of the world. Whatever you see in movies, whatever you hear on TV, whatever you see on social media, you follow. And the Holy Spirit is whispering truth to you. You can't follow because your spirit is weak. You have exercised your mind to listen to the words more than you have trained your spirit to listen to the Holy Spirit. Your body is just a slave. Our bodies are slaves. They listen to the mind. Your body follows orders. Orders. Whatever your mind tells, it does. You can discipline your body to follow orders. If you start to follow the body, no, no, I want to say something that I don't want to say. <laughs> you are something that I want to use. I don't want to use that word. Just imagine if you are supposed to command your body, but now it's commanding you. Find a name for yourself. No, no, I said find for yourself. Don't tell people. Don't tell people. Everyone will find a word for themselves. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Now we are finding the remedy to the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Children of God not only listen to God, but also they receive the power to follow him. I, I want you to stay with me here, church. The Holy Spirit guides you and empowers you to follow him. He doesn't just tell you what to do. He also gives you the strength to do what he has asked you to do. He tells you what to do and gives you the strength, the power to live an extraordinary life. Why is it extraordinary? Because everybody is doing the opposite. Everybody is on that trend. That's why we call it a trend. Because every, every teenager is doing it, every girl is doing it, every boy is doing it, every woman is doing it, every, boy, every man is doing it, so why not me? And the Holy Spirit says, you don't have to go according to the trend. You need to live an extraordinary life, and I'm telling you how to live. And then you have to resist the trend to live according to the Holy Spirit. He gives you the power to do it. 
I can attest that every time a child of God fails to obey the voice of God, it's either because they choose not to follow and not because they do not have the power to do it. When we fail to follow the voice of God, it's not simply because, oh, I was weak, I couldn't do it. No, because you did not use the power you were given to do it. Or there may be another spirit forcing you to do what you were not supposed to do. So you can pick one. Either there is another spirit from the spirit world making you do things. Or you choose not to do it because you are a child of God. You have been given the power to do it. So there must be an issue. Ask yourself, why can't you stop doing it? Is it because you have chosen not to? Are you disobedient to the voice of God despite the power? Or there is a spirit in your life that is making you do it. And when I say spirit, I mean an evil spirit. An evil spirit that is influencing you. And your mind is there, listening to the evil spirit more than to the voice of God. This is where now your mind needs to wake up. You need to wake up and make a choice to fight. It is time, children of God, to wake up. Life is spiritual. Don't entertain bad ideas. Don't entertain bad habit. It may not be just you. Maybe something is influencing you to do it. It's time to fight back. And Jesus said it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This type will go by prayer and fasting. You need to fast and pray to make things happen in your life. Don't negotiate with the enemy. You know what, Satan? I know you are. <laughs> you know, you know you are. No. Don't negotiate with him. Command him to leave your life. Command him to go away. Don't entertain him. You know, I can give you another month. Will you leave? No. If you give him a centimeter, he will take 20 kilometers. If you give him a day, he will take years. If you give to Satan, you welcome him on your veranda. He will go into your bedroom. He's not a gentleman. Don't entertain him. Don't entertain him with your screens, your phone, with your... Don't entertain him. Don't entertain him. Sometimes it's better to make radical decisions, even if people find you as a, as a crazy person, because you know what you're dealing with, your spirit. Make decisions that other people will look at you. Why? I know what I'm doing. Someone told me this. We all have a lamb in us and we all have a lion in us. Let, let, let me, because lion can be positive, lion can be like the lion of Judah. Let me talk about a tiger. <laughs> Black panther. <laughs> a green panther. <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you are struggling because your tiger is so much in control. You can't stop gossiping. You can't stop yelling at your children. You can't stop lying. You can't stop watching those stuff. You can't stop something. You can't stop that habit. Because the tiger is just more powerful. And you think, what can I do so that my lamb 
can take control of my life. The lamp side of you is just waiting. So this is what you do. Whoever you feed gets stronger. Whoever you starve gets weaker. So the question is, who do you feed? You can keep complaining about a habit. You are feeding it. That's why it's still too powerful. If you feed your spirit, it will become more powerful than your mind. What conversations do you listen to? Which kind of movies do you watch? Which kind of environment do you put yourself into? Oh, I'm a Christian, but I can't stop this. You are responsible for feeding your lamb. You are responsible to feeding your spirit, the good side of you. The more you feed your spirit, the stronger it becomes. So which side do you feed? Your lamb or your, or your tiger? Life is spiritual, dear brethren. They told me brethren is no longer English. Brethren. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. <laughs> Life is spiritual. Ignoring it will not change that fact. Your mind is the battlefield. Where the devil the world, and the flesh. They fight for control of your life against the word of God. So there is a battle always going on. Feed your spirit with the word of God. God wants to give you an extraordinary life. Just like he did with the first disciples, the, the, the apostles. An extraordinary life is when you forgive your offenders even before they apologize. An extraordinary life is when you love your enemies. When Jesus was saying, love your enemies, he knew naturally you can't do it. But spiritually you can. When the spiritual world impacts the physical world, impacts the emotional world, you can forgive your enemies. An extraordinary life is when you overcome addictions, even when therapy and medications have found extraordinary lives. It's when, when you do what you could never do on your own. That's an extraordinary life. Your spirit requires regular attention, regular checkup. So read your Bible daily. Read your Bible daily. Pray daily. Speak to God daily. The more you do it, the more you train your spirit. Don't worry even if it's just one minute. You will grow into it. Just keep doing it. Consistency is key. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Attend church gatherings. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> this is how we feed our spirit. Don't isolate yourself. Come and feed your spirit. He wants you to live an extraordinary life. God wants you to live an extraordinary life. God wants ordinary people to live extraordinary lives. Because the Holy Spirit empowers ordinary people to live extraordinary lives. Let's bow our head.